You have arrived. You have now entered the Kush Life. Welcome to the Kush Life podcast, where we explore the Oklahoma medical marijuana community. From growers to dispensary owners, it's the Kush Life for us. Hey guys, this is Katie at Kush. While we're on this smoke break, let me just tell you about what's going on at Kush. Every day from 10 to noon, we have happy hour. 20% off everything in the store except our daily deal. It's bomb. If you are shopping for concentrates, edibles, even flour, it's a great deal. Come in every day, 10 to noon, 20% off. See you soon. Kush Hi, welcome to the Kush Life Podcast. My name is Marshall Hill, and we are journeying together through OMM Medical Marijuana and uh, excited about the newest segment out of the Kush Life Podcast, the Kush Part, which we record uh, there at the Kush Dispensary, uh, has been wonderful. We will continue to do that. So love that Chris and Katie opened up uh, to host the podcast there. Uh, it's awesome. Having a great time. And that is how I met Esma. And uh, then that is also how I heard about uh, yoga, yoga and elevated uh, movement, what you guys do there. Uh, and uh, so we thought, well, why don't we have the next segment of it, the life part of Kush. And so I'm excited to uh, have this entry, uh, entry promo to it and uh, what we're going to do with it. Uh, Kendra, thank you so much for coming on and taking your time. Esma, thank you uh, for coming on and taking your time. I think uh, as we all were talking uh, a week ago when we were planning, I think we're all really excited about what we're going to do. Thank you for having us. Yeah. All right. So uh, let's uh, let's introduce ourselves. I'll go through and we'll do some little questions. I'll answer them too. So quick questions. Who are you? Introduce yourself. Esma, you can go first, um, you know, and describe yourself. Thank you. Um, well, I was trying to like point to you to make Kendra go first, obviously, because oh. I'm pretty nervous, but uh, thank you for having me here. Uh, my name's Esma. I do live in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, well, Broken Arrow, Tulsa. And um, I am a skincare developer. So I make skincare with cannabis. That is my whole life's work. This is what I do. Um, my love of plants is what led me into the cannabis world. And um, I just over time learned how to use plants inside your body and outside your body. And I'm trying to bridge that gap. So thank you. Yeah. All right. But who are you? Like, uh, so who mom, am I? You're oh, a, I am a wife. Uh, all the, you know, things that characterize us as humans. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, I am a mom. I do have Sophie. She's eight. She actually just turned eight yesterday. We had a, a huge uh, sleepover on Saturday night Fun. and there was five girls in the house and they were screaming till 3 a.m. So uh, we're still on the cleanup process of that. Um, I like to plan events. So you'll see me like in and out of stuff. Um, I am a patient. I am also an advocate of cannabis. Um, I graduated with a business degree out of NSU. So uh, it makes sense that I'm starting a business. I'm an entrepreneur at heart. And uh, what else? 
That's the basics, man. That's that's who I am. That's what I do. I I work. I'm a mom, um, and I plan events. So, cool. All right, Kendra, you're up. All right. Can you hear me? Yep. All right. Um, I am also a wife, a mother, a cannabis patient, and an advocate. Um, I came into it because my dad had a traumatic brain injury. And when he moved up for cognitive rehabilitation therapy to Colorado, he gained access to marijuana up there. And the cannabis actually regenerated his front temporal lobe, an area where he had had like no neural activity in that like upper prefrontal cortex for a long time. My dad between 1997 and 2008 had no memories before his traumatic brain injury. And then after using cannabis, he started to remember, you know, being in the Marines, what it was like growing up in Japan, everything that happened before 1997. So I really came to understand the benefits of cannabis through watching my father's healing and neurogenesis. Uh, And then I just, you know, we were all dare, you know, say no to drugs, kids. So I became curious, like in my, in my later, my later years in my thirties and just studied it, went, you know, took some criminality courses, took some drugs and society courses and really wanted to understand why this was illegal, but so helpful and beneficial. And ultimately had to partake myself, become a patient and realized how much it helps my anxiety, my PTSD, uh, a lot of the joint pain that I have and suffer with. And just all around is a relaxing, wonderful, like healthy addition to my lifestyle. That's awesome. Yeah, I really like that. I and do- I also I teach ganja yoga certified, yeah, um, cannabis uh, enhanced relaxation movement and meditation. Yeah, and I've really thoroughly enjoyed those, no doubt. I, like I tell you off off uh, off of it, you know, in DMs, like I rarely get to stay up with it because I just find such a good little spot that you put us in that I just go, uh, like, and then I have to, you know, get back to doing what you're doing. But you said like you kind of do it that way so that we kind of go at our own rhythm, right? That's exactly right. Uh, ganja yoga is a little bit different than some of what we know of like hot yoga or that competitive, more athletic gymnastic style yoga. It's supposed to be a relaxation based, you know, mindful movement, meditative space so that you do get in there. There's a lot of pauses that are supposed to be intentional so that you get that spiritual mind body aspect not just the physical part of the practice cool all right so me uh marshall hill i'm born and raised here in tulsa uh grew up here pretty much all my life uh went away for a little bit for school and came back uh i never really wanted to be in tulsa i always wanted to move somewhere else for some reason but i it just kind of you know once you i would like i i described tulsa like uh, it uh, just kind of absorbs you in. Like once you stay for a little bit, it kind of absorbs you in. It just becomes so easy to live. Uh, I've always felt I was kind of earthy. You know, I've always been, uh, I don't know, back, uh, you know, grew up high school in the nineties, right? I was wearing flannels and wearing, you know, uh, I don't know, Birkenstocks, of course. And I wore rope sandals and did you guys do the hemp? You know, I always did hemp bracelets and stuff like that. Always grew up around it, but you know, and, and that type of, you know, an, an environment, everybody would always smoke and I was always around uh, cannabis, but never partook either. Uh, didn't partake until much later in life myself. 
you know, I grew up very conservative. Uh, I've said that, you know, over and over, but, you know, Southern Baptist uh, is extremely conservative. And, you know, we were in church three to four nights a week. Uh, you know, my parents would host Bible studies. Like it, we were, we were very, very, very religious. And uh, so, you know, by no means would I ever touch it, uh, would pass it when I was at school parties, you know, but I was still always around it. It wasn't until divorce and depression, um, you know, and then later when my kids, uh, their mom married a, another guy out of state and legally, you know, took took the kids uh, that really life kind of crashed for me in a sense. And my body just completely uh, through the depression, and everything just gave up, you know, and there was a period which I had to, you know, later explain to people where I was ready to just end it. Uh, and it wasn't just the sadness of my kids. Like my body was just in a bad spot because I had injured some stuff and then the inflammation and the depression, like everything just closed off. And I found myself as being one of those guys that was always walking around with his head down and never could really look up and see things. And it was just like, Oh, fuck. like I just was in a bad spot. And uh, cholesterol was over 400 uh, just in really <laughs> One of those, okay, either time to do something or, you know, just let's go ahead and call it a, call it a good solid 40 years and that, you know, Hey, you know, other people would have been nice to have lived that long. So, uh, finally started making that decision to, to at least want to be around. And for me, when somebody introduced uh, cannabis to me, it was, Hey, you know, you're depressed. You need to try this. And I, I flew to Colorado to do it because it was pre, you know, whenever the, the law passed but then once the law passed i i could go in instead of just getting random stuff that people would send me like i could go in and ask what do i need for the and just found strains and and terpenes and found everything that was like oh that helps keep the fog away oh well that helps it like and it was like okay and i could start rebuilding you know and at least started to have some positive motivation to do stuff and which then helped, you know, as we started continuing through rehab. So for me, that's why I'm such a proponent. And, you know, as, as a patient, you know, trying to guide through the whole, the whole thing. So speaking of what we're talking about cannabis, what, what are you guys smoking tonight? I got some blue dream is what <gasps> that's I, that's my favorite. Me too. <laughs> is it really, is it all three of our favorites? Oh, yes. I, yeah. I would have known I have some, but I didn't, I did I didn't, I, that's not what I'm doing. I'm doing Turple, my second favorite. Oh, nice. nice. Yeah. 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 We, uh, we had Turple on the podcast. Uh, it's probably a good couple months ago. And I just, I went in after that same night and went and got like, I went and bought it. Cause I was like, okay, my body loves this. My mind loves it. It just, it was like, okay, that one's for me. What are you, what are you smoking Kendra? I am smoking blue dream too. Oh, you're done. <laughs> I'm horrible. Okay, if we take a break, I'm gonna have to go get some. Go <laughs> get. All right, so we want to do some get to know you questions besides just those. Uh, and you, we've talked about you know who you are, what you do, but what are what are some of the things you do? What are what's your favorite food? I made some of my favorite food tonight: fettuccine. Oh, fettuccine. I'm Middle Eastern, so I grew up on Arabic food, a lot of vegetables and rice and lamb and chicken. 
But um, when I moved out, you know, and I was starting to cook on my own, I really got into pastas and, you know, fettuccine became like my favorite back in college and still is. So um, whenever I I find it a comfort food too, so it helps me relax as well. It brings that sweet spot. So, Kendra? My favorite foods are like the hardest things to eat. I love crab legs and pomegranates and oysters. Mm, Oysters, yeah. (laughs) You were cooking something I saw the other day, right? You're putting a bunch of spices together. That's right. I like to do a lot of home cooking and I prescribe to Ayurveda, which is that Indian way of balancing like nutrients in your body for your specific needs and your doshas. So there were a lot of coriander, there was some star anise, there was garlic and ginger and all of that stuff, aromatics to put in um, a long stew broth ramen, so. Wow. Yeah. I like. Sign us up next time, all right? Sounds amazing. Sounds amazing. My favorite food is, uh, is my comfort food is fried chicken. Ouch. Yeah. That's why my cholesterol was over 400 when I was going through all my shit. <laughs> I ate fried chicken every day, sometimes twice a day. <laughs> It is what it is. Uh, you know, now I, I do a lot of fish. So I cook a lot of fish, of course. Uh, I like blackened fish with uh, cauliflower rice, a little seasoning mm. cauliflower rice. Yeah, that's my favorite. All right. Favorite munchie, though. What's your favorite munchie? Esma, we'll just stay in the same rotation. Man, <laughs> well, I was looking like, man, that's a hard one because um, usually my favorite munchie is the closest one to me at that time. Um, just because (laughs) whenever, you know, whenever I get into that mood and I'm relaxed, everything sounds good. So, um, it usually ends up being, you know, ice cream is always there in my house. It's a staple snack that I have to have. Um, and I, I thoroughly enjoy it. So, um, I would have to say my favorite munchie would have to be ice cream, but usually it's whatever's closest to me, man. Just grab and go, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Kendra? Um, I kind of have to balance the salty and the sweet. So I usually opt for these cool little Parmesan crisps with like everything bagel seasoning on them. And <laughs> then I do do ice cream too. Mine's usually uh, like more like a popsicle, those simply fruit, pineapple, lime, or I like the coconut with a dark chocolate on top. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I- does beer count as a munchie? I, I I still drink a lot of beer. Uh, and definitely smoking actually has helped me drink less beer. Munchie, though, food-wise for me, I'm probably still on, which I said on a, a recent one, it's those, uh, those little pea puffs. Uh, and they have different, like, there's cheddar and there's different flavors to them. I've been, I've been eating, they're like a knockoff Cheeto. They're a, they're a vegan Cheeto in a sense. And they're pretty decent. They're pretty decent. So, all right. So we are talking, we're going to go through different segments of, uh, you know, just different parts of life, right. Over the next, uh, hopefully months. And, uh, and we're going to jump into different parts, uh, that maybe we'll have two different episodes over. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Uh, we laid out some things as we all talked and tonight we wanted to talk about relaxation, right? Pretty easy to do, right? A, a good, like, low-hanging fruit, right? Uh, marijuana and relaxation, right? Because there's a lot of misnomers of medicating 
and just being lazy, right? When I've even explained to people and talked to people about why I use it, they'll just say, but don't you, you're just going to be lazy, right? Like you're just going to be relaxed the whole time. Is that, is that a misnomer? Is that a, or is that true? It, it could be if you're smoking the wrong stuff or doing the wrong things, right? Maybe thoughts. I really think it, the most important part to factor in when you're trying to relax using cannabis is the amount you're smoking. Because if you smoke too much, then, or consume too much, either or, um, whether it's an edible or smoky, um, you get your heart starts racing, some anxiety thoughts start, you know, rolling through clammy hands. Um, but if lower, if you're dose, smoking the wrong strain, right? Exactly that too. I mean, uh, your cannabinoid system, your endocannabinoid system with all the cannabinoids, um, there's hundreds of different compounds that play at this, uh, level. So, um, slow is slow and low is what I've learned to, to do to manage my anxiety. Um, you know, being an entrepreneur, being in, in young in business, I'm up and down all the time. So I have to actively always try to remain calm or relaxed. So at the end, of, you know, sometimes I find myself like if I'm constantly having to smoke a bowl and I'm still not getting relaxed and not, you know, calming down, I find that stopping for a little bit helps um, resetting my body or also countering it with CBD um, because you can you can have the relaxation part using CBD without the psychoactive part of it. So um, slow and low is my motto to relax with cannabis. Yeah, I mean, I think that it would make sense, but would it also still make you too relaxed in some people's aspect? I don't know. I mean, Kendra, what do you think? Is there misnomers about, uh, about relaxing too much with cannabis? I think there, I think there definitely is. And I think that has a lot to do with our acculturation to this, um, like busyness lifestyle, the, the hustle, you know, that's expected, especially of entrepreneurs and business people, you know, like you're supposed to be expected to work 40 hours a week at a regular job. So if you're working for yourself, it's what, it's most 60 to 80 hours a week sometimes. You too. Yep. Honestly, it's, it's that like up, you know, up-leveled increase of some of that nervous system response that you're right. We do need to feed our endocannabinoid system, but low and slow is the way to go. And CBD really does add a nice balance to that psychoactive effect of THC. But also it's really important to choose by terpenes maybe and smells and like what your body really responds to. And I think that's where cannabis journaling is really important so that you do know which strains don't very work very well with you or which ones work great and have all of the effects that you need. Maybe sometimes you need a daytime strain. Maybe sometimes you need a nighttime strain, you know, and, and how do you balance that out? So let's maybe let's define relaxation, right? Now let's start from that ground aspect and then we can kind of build off of it. So Esma, yeah, let's, let's go ahead and define. How would you, how would you define relaxation? Well, I mean, in physics, it's literally just bringing balance to your equilibrium. That's literally what the definition of relaxation is. So um, my thought process is 
what's going to make me feel most balanced right now and not anxious is it you know just like Kendra said certain scents um give me anxiety so I have to I always have to smell my flower to be able to purchase it you know because certain 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 strains um the smell of it is just stressful to me so I don't know how else to explain that but yeah that the sense and uh, different strains is a big factor um and then in psychology it's the emotional state of low tension so you know back to back when you think of those two definitions of relaxation is what's going to bring you balance and what's going to make you feel the least amount of tension so um i've actually found you know outside of cannabis laying flat on the ground has helped me and it's a very tough exercise i challenge both of you to try to do this but when you lay flat on your back try to relax every muscle in your body including your chin and nose even so uh but you got to do it slowly like you start you can start either from inside going outwards or vice versa whichever one you're comfortable with hey, but- listen i'm pretty sure kendra nailed that on sunday morning i mean she was like yeah <laughs> there was a moment where we, we were yeah but- that's yeah, that shavasana uh, at the end of your practice or meditation. So you're doing yoga too, girl. <laughs> I have to do it every morning, you know, because uh, honestly, my if if I look at my day, the the time of day where I'm most anxious is in the morning when I first start my day because that's when I panic. Usually, I have a lot of messages from the night before uh, or emails, and then I start thinking of all the things I have to do for the day. And then I start worrying about family and my daughter and her virtual school and COVID and, you know, um, so I feel like I get attacked by today's lifestyle and the busy of today. So uh, my morning time is really, it really sets the tone for the whole day as far as am I going to be relaxed today and just go with the flow or am I going to be stressed to the max? Um, but doing that exercise has that's been a game changer for me. Yeah, I'll follow that up with the fact that movement in the morning, uh, followed by a short meditation and just kind of laying out my day, I almost kind of go by what my planner says and see myself moving through it. It's a visualization process. And it's actually something that a lot of athletes do, a lot of high performance individuals, you know, CEOs, they actually do this. It's a, it's a mindful meditation for how you want to bring your energy to the day, show up in those spaces and maybe what you hope to accomplish. And taking, taking a moment to move, I physically have to move. I have to like get the wiggles out, so to speak. We're yeah. a little high energy in my household, a little ADHD. So that, that always is a, a physical practice. You know, sometimes I hula hoop. I don't do yoga all the time. Sometimes I, you know, I do some wood choppers with my kettlebell. It just depends, but always followed by some stillness and some breath work and just that checking in. And you're right. The mornings are when all of that, like I have a bajillion things to do hits you and mom, this, and whatever else somebody forgot to tell you too, right? And you're right, those emergency messages that come through. And that's what yoga, mindfulness, wellness, cannabis, all of it, that active, just staying present in a moment, just giving yourself a few moments to really rest and relax and, you know, make yourself less tense or rigid. 
you know, like physically that relaxation, that space where the muscles get to elongate and, and rest into space too, is another physical way to describe that relaxation. Yeah. And of course, the release of emotional tension. You know? So, and, so Kendra, based on that, is that why, is that a lot of reason why we get inflammation? Yeah, that's a huge part of it. You know, chronic stress creates inflammation, which creates disease. Yep. All right. So, so then let's talk about then cannabis for relaxation. You know, let's, let's go through it specifically body, mind, and soul, right? So we're on the body, right? So cannabis for relaxation, very important for inflammation, not only anybody that suffers with inflammation, and, and, you know, I, some people don't, so they don't understand it. Right. And, and I didn't really understand inflammation until I learned, oh, that's why that muscle never stops hurting all day long. You know, like, oh, that's why that pain's there. And, and like, it just weighs you down and you almost get tired of fighting it sometimes. And you just want to lay there because you'd rather not get up because you got this pain that just never goes away. And it, it, it just kind of pulls you down as in, and it starts to pull down your, your body, then your mind, then your soul. So, you know, what, what other ways does cannabis help for relaxation in our body? Or is that the main, is that like the main one? Well, cannabis also helps uh, open up your capillaries in your lungs. So when it does that, coming back to inflammation, so it calms the inflammation in your lungs, but it also induces uh, more regulated blood flow. So whenever your blood is flowing through your body properly, you are more relaxed and you're more likely to be at low tension. All right. Now, is that so, certain um, strains or, or is that every? Um, it would have to be uh, more terpene focused. So, um, and uh, like I, can't say most of them, but linalol is the first, linolol is the first one. Um, it's also found in lavender. Um, there's also a really good one that's found in black pepper and cinnamon as well as cannabis. Um, I wrote it down so I don't forget how to say it, but beta. Caryophylline. There you go, girl. <laughs> <laughs> nice, say it again. Uh, so those, you know, and then uh, the MY1, can you say that one? Marcin? Yeah. yeah. Well, what was that? I didn't, I didn't hear what you said. What you, you were like, you were celebrating. Oh, beta caryophylline. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So those three terpenes, if uh, I, I do encourage a lot of patients that ask me for advice on it um, to look for those terpenes because they're, uh, a combination of euphoric, uh, a little bit sedative, so it's going to calm you down, chill you out, um, and then they, they, all three of them help with increased blood flow. So uh, it's more so the compounds within the plant than just the strain, because, for example, if I were to buy Blue Dream here and go buy Blue Dream in California, it's going to be an entirely different Blue Dream. And one may work and one may freaking not, you know, it may taste the opposite, be stronger, um, you know, so it's, uh, it's not strength specific. Um, that's one of the misconceptions, you know, uh, especially with, I'm one of those people that smokes both sativa and indica, just depending on 
what I'm doing. Um, if I want to get more creative or if I want to just be focused and still. So um, I highly encourage a lot of uh, deeper views into the, the terpenes behind the plant. That's cool. Kendra, um, with yoga, my, my first uh, introduction into high yoga was off of a capsule where I had a friend, Wendy, came over and she gave me some. And we might have smoked a little. And we started yoga and then we took a little break. And then like once it kicked in, then she was like, okay, now go stretch and now go do this. And it was like, oh, like, so what is it about cannabis that allows your muscles to stretch like that and to just be more relaxed? So the beautiful thing about cannabis is it's like a psychoactive, right? Component. So what that does is it changes like your perception and what it does is it makes music sound better, right? It makes food taste better. It makes movements and touch feel better, you know, fabric. So that is the increase in salience. So we just have this heightened awareness and then your endocannabinoid system is just lit up, you know, and it's all over your body. And then in certain spaces in higher concentrations, of course. So all of those enhanced benefits is also why yoga and stretching and exercise or hiking or even lovemaking feels so much better when you're when you're elevated all right so our mind you mentioned psycho <laughs> uh what what things in our mind uh would help us relax and being cannabis right so euphoric right blue dream is our <coughs> favorite could relaxation be that you go drift off into, I mean, the reason why I started really loving blue dream is literally that's what it did for me. I could just lay there with music on and just have these really cool little just moments of dreaming, whatever I wanted, let my mind go just chase whatever rabbit it wanted. Um, but then sometimes relaxation for me has meant something not euphoric and more let my body relax so that my mind can just kind of numb itself out. So so what about you, Esma? What's, what's your mind look like when you're thinking cannabis and relaxation? Man, there's this video. It's the cutest <laughs> little video. Of you? Are you, uh, are you doing no, something no, no. in that video? Um, actually, the molecule serotonin and what it looks like in your brain just kind of, it looks like a little happy stick figure just kind of, you know, doing a little dance walk in and that's, Ever, ever since I saw that video, that's what I picture when I'm when I'm talking about what the brain does with cannabis, because I picture the actual little molecule dude, you know, just happy as can be carrying this ball walking around. Um, but serotonin, um, that's literally the, the, the biggest reason why cannabis is euphoric is it it just makes it burst inside your brain and then um, you get all those happy thoughts and then the dopamine starts firing up. So um, it, it definitely has a big role within your brain whenever it starts producing those feelings of happiness. Kendra? Yeah. Then if you layer on like something like coffee, you know, with the caffeine yeah. and in the movement too, if, if you know, you can kind of move through it that that adds that bliss molecule that anandamide and it's just that euphoric overall like oh, almost radiating buddha meditating kind of sensation it's just the best 
Okay, number one thing, we'll close on this. Number one thing you do while you relax, like what's your favorite thing to do in relaxation mode? Get in my car and uh, honestly, okay, so one of my favorite things to do in my business, and a lot of people dread doing this that are in the cannabis industry, is driving to do deliveries especially the, the ones way out in the sticks, you know what I mean? Um, my One of my favorite things to do to relax in the middle of a busy week, like I'll purposely schedule days like that just so I know that that's my day off to just go and think. So it's not an off day. Obviously, I'm working the whole day. I'm driving to deliver, do education. But on that drive, I'll play my favorite tunes. I try not to. I'm a very big podcast learning person now so I, st I I start to feel overwhelmed you know what I mean just constantly taking in information so um that's my time to just look at a different scene a different movie per se because what's in front of you is always different you're just listening to the tunes and you know um I'll find a water body or a bridge or a park and I will take time I will block time in the middle of my drive in the middle of nowhere and I'll get out of my car and you know I'll I'll smoke one I'll relax I won't look at my phone I'll just enjoy what's around me because it's so different and then I you know keep going so that's that's one of my favorite things to do that's pretty cool that's pretty cool Kendra I'll add that I think being in nature is definitely one of my favorite ways to relax. It usually involves being in the garden and checking on things, how they're going outside for me or some of the plants that I've got overwintering right now. But honestly, stretching. Stretching is usually what I'm doing when I'm relaxing and self-massage or um, foam rolling and self-squashing. I like to use tennis balls for the tension at the back of my neck. You know, I like to do like pressure release tension massage and just kind of set that tennis ball there for a minute. Um, and then some of the blanket, you know, props that we use and just resting and staying in that passive stretching space so that my body starts to relax, my parasympathetic nervous system starts to relax so that it tells my mind it's okay to relax. And then I can kind of like let my brain relax and let the thoughts drop away. So sometimes we do like to actively meditate if we have one of those blue dream kind of high energy strains that's great because mindfulness is like focusing on that stuff. But then another one of the spiritual practices is that that Buddhist style of peace where you just kind of try to stay in a tranquil space between your thoughts. So when I relax, that's how it is. Yeah, I think that's me. That's where I've kind of lately. So so I kind of started for me, what was interesting about 2020 and the whole lockdown and what everything happened, like when the world turned off. I mean, I went, wait. I can turn off and I went, hold on. If I can turn off, that means I can do whatever I want to do. If I can do whatever I want to do, then okay. So I spent four to five hours a day. I mean, there was nothing else to do, right? You couldn't go anywhere. And if, if you were, if you didn't have anybody in your house, there wasn't anything else to do except try and figure out stuff to do. So I would spend four or five hours of just smoking, meditating, stretching, going over different yoga, whatever I'd watch, whatever. And then I'd just turn on music and just do whatever. Right. Like, and just would hang out. And I went, as the world started reopening itself back up, I went, wait, I don't, I don't want to miss that. Like that was really cool. So, so that's been for me. Yeah. It's been my relaxation is just trying to, 
smoke to where I can not think about other stuff, right? And just think about whatever I, my body needs to enjoy whatever I want to do for the night. You know, it could mean different things, right? Could start one way and I end up doing something else. You know, but ending you know, with a nice hot shower has been really good lately. I've, that's definitely yeah. been, uh, yeah, that's yeah, definitely, yeah. yeah. Especially because it's cold, right? I mean, it just makes sense. Just definitely. Thank you guys for your time. Thank you so much. Uh, great insight. And um, we will look forward to uh, checking in again. But before we leave, where do people find you guys on social? Uh, Simply Bear LLC on both Facebook and Instagram. Elevated Movement Tulsa. Yeah. Instagram, Facebook. Sweet. Thank you guys so much. Have a great week. We will uh, see you all next week. Thank you so much. All right. I think it was an honor. It's the Kush Life for us. Kush Life. Kush life.